0: one, two, three, one, two, three. So if you're already married, you missed the shot to have that as your anniversary date. It's a bummer. Could have been one, two, three, one, two, three. How was your Christmas? Everyone have a wonderful Christmas this year. I think our family had like the best Christmas we've ever had, mainly in part because my wife um, guided my kids through a, a lesson in sewing, and they made all these animals, and then my daughter, when asked after Christmas, what was the best part of Christmas? She says, watching everyone open the gifts that I made them, oh my, that's, that's actually the best gift that I got. <laughs> You saying that out loud, so great. So, we've had Christmas, we have New Year's, we're entering into some of the bleakest moments of the year. There's like nothing ahead of us, there's no, there's no Christmas ahead. I mean, after the fireworks, after the night, what's the next holiday that comes up? Valentine's Day? Meh, that's exactly. <laughs> I always get in trouble on Valentine's Day. Yes, Kathy, I did a ride. I mean, I'm not saying there's not anything to look forward to, but it just is, there's just this low period. What makes that even worse is that many of you are starting a new year's resolution. Who's, who's got one? No one in here needs to improve their lives. The, just me. <laughs> There's always two, those two. Uh, well, I guess I guess this this may not actually land with you then. But the hardest parts of New Year's resolution are, I think, in my mind, three different things. There's the voice of when you start saying that uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna change this area of my life. Uh, which for me has always been for the past, maybe 20 years has been to eat less cheeseburgers. <laughs> just, just a joy, that's a kill joy, you know? So you, you get into the midst of starting a new year's resolution and the messaging that, ca- that happens in your head is, this is who I've always been. In the past, I've always eaten too much cheeseburgers, so I'm going to continue to just eat too many cheeseburgers. It's just how it is. Or in the moment, in the day-to-day of you thinking about, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have this New Year's resolution, I'm going to achieve my goal. You realize this isn't really adding up to what I thought it was going to be. This is too difficult right now in this very moment. I can't keep this up, keep moving forward in this goal. Or you think about it's too hard. It's too difficult for me. Uh, Actually, with my goal, which is quite literal this year, I say to myself, I'll start on Monday. Is that how all good diets fail? I'll start on Monday and then you get to Monday and Monday never ends up coming because... It's the next Monday, the next Monday, right? You guys need to get a New Year's resolution. So the past, the present, and the future are all telling me this is too difficult. I can't do it. How many of you would say that you approach the gospel in the same way? The past says, this is who I am. The current circumstance that I'm in is too difficult. and the future, the promises of the gospel are too far away. I can't seem to quite lay hold of them and experience them the way that I want to. Anybody resonate with that? I know I do. So this is my goal this morning. With New Year's in mind, I want to expand our horizon. Instead of focusing on just the past, just the current, or just the future, I want us to see all of them in one intricately told story through the lens of Jesus Christ. I wanna offer you a perspective on the past, the present and the future that fit together intricately that include your failures, the grind of every day and the hope for a better tomorrow. So here's my objective, put this on the screen, to be more content in your past, present and future with God and his plan in view. To be more content, in every time frame that you can experience. here's how I'm going to do that. We're going to read uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 5 or 16 through 21. So if you want to open up your Bibles to that, what I'm going to do is I'm going to take three pieces of what Paul says and associate those with the past, present, and the future. What he's telling us is true. What the, scr- what the Scriptures are telling us is true. Ready? 2 Corinthians 5, 16 through 21 says, from now on, therefore, we regard no one according to the flesh, even though we once regarded Christ according to the flesh, we regard him thus no longer. righteousness of God so three parts first point embrace the past embrace the past some of you hear that and say no way there's no way (laughs) that I can look into my past and actually be joyful or embrace that, it's too dark, it's too terrible. Almost everyone I know, except for one person in this room, Scott Fraley, when you're driving to Anchorage, stops at uh, the Girdwood gas station. I can't remember the name of it. That gas station is the most disgusting gas station on the planet. And yet, For some reason, you have to go there. You go to the bathroom and the likelihood that you come out with a piece of toilet paper or something stuck to your foot is very likely. And that's what your past is like. It's a toilet paper stuck to your foot, you're trying to scrub it off. I want to touch that with my hand, you take your foot, get it off. Now it's stuck to both feet probably, right? Just gotta get this off. I gotta, and it's it's you walk down the hall through the gas station, you're like this is embarrassing. A roll of toilet paper following behind me. Everyone's gonna see this. That's how many of us are with our past. I don't want anyone to know what I've done back then, who I was, what I was like. Paul says, in verse 16 of our passage, From now on, therefore, we regard no one according to the flesh, even though we once regarded Christ according to the flesh, we regard him thus no longer. Your past is behind you. It's over with. If you know Jesus Christ, he has redeemed that and called you to a future hope. Amen? But notice what Paul doesn't say in this passage. He doesn't say that Christ wasn't in the flesh. He says, we regard him no longer in this manner. See, if you, if you take away what we just celebrated with Christmas from Christianity, that Christ came and put on flesh and hung on the cross, then you, you've undermined the entire gospel because there's no atonement for our sins. For you and I, for Paul and for Christ, his atonement, his flesh hanging on the cross is in the past, Right now, I'm telling you, instead of erasing your past or forgetting it, to embrace it. How do those things go together? If you get rid of your past as a believer, you get rid of the thing that drove you to the cross. This darkness that I experienced, this person of who I was, is what led me, is what made me aware. I'm really broken. I need help in this area. So instead of erasing the past, let the past do the same thing that it did for you as a believer and let it drive you to the cross again and again and again. Paul says it this way. In Ephesians chapter 2, verse 1 through 5, he says... And you were dead in the trespasses and sins in which you once walked, following the course of this world, following the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that is now at work in the sons of disobedience, among whom all we once lived For the passions of our flesh, carrying out the desires of our body and the mind, and we were by nature children of wrath. You were by nature children of wrath. Paul's not mixing words here. He's saying this is who you were like the rest of mankind, but God stepping into our history, stepping into our past, Being rich in mercy because of the great love with which he loved us, past tense, even when, past tense, we were dead, past tense, in our trespasses, made us, past tense, alive together with Christ. For you as someone who's walking with Christ, who knows Jesus, who's been redeemed by the living God, the past is not your enemy. It's something that you're trying to erase. It's the testimony of God at work in you. Embrace it. You think that Jesus is sitting enthroned with his father saying to himself, "I really would prefer to be known as the lion of Judah instead of the slain lamb or the crucified one. No this, is the, this is the glory of what he came for is to be crucified for us, to to give us our righteousness. And Paul says in 1 Corinthians chapter 1, 23 and 24, it says, But we preach Christ crucified, a stumbling block to the Jews and folly to the Gentiles, but to those who are called both Jews and Greeks, Christ, the power of God, and the wisdom of God. The power of God and the wisdom of God are in Christ crucified. Past tense. Embrace your past. I know that for some of us, that means dealing with shame and guilt. I'm not telling you to keep that. You can lay that down. But I am telling you that in our past is Christ's death, resurrection, and ascension. And it is in our past that we met him and know him allow god to make it new your past to make your past new by celebrating what he did to so embrace the past number one number two enjoy the present moment second corinthians five seventeen. therefore if anyone is in christ He is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. Some of you hear that passage and say to yourself, yeah, but, yeah, but these cheeseburgers are so tasty. yeah, but there's this area of my life that that I can't seem to measure out with. I know that God's calling me to this, but my experience of the gospel isn't quite borne out. It's not full yet. And so in the moment, you spend all of your time and energy trying to make yourself what you're not. Trying to make yourself good enough trying to make the gospel true in your life. And when the flesh in you is calm and quiet and things are going well, it seems like the gospel's at work. But when your flesh is raging and telling you, I need these things, let's pursue these things that I know are opposite of the gospel. You begin to question, is it true that God has come and made me new? Ezekiel 11, 19. And I will give them singleness of heart and put a new spirit within them. I will remove their heart of stone and give them a heart of flesh When I first started responding to the gospel, I was a part of a, a small house church with a group of guys around my age, which I'd never experienced before. Every time I'd gone to church, it was with older people. No offense, I love the older people, but it's great to have a diversity of age in a church, right? So, I met these guys and they talked about the Lord in a way that I'd never heard them talk about. And they witnessed me go from this person who was just a flesh and have the spirit of the Lord put in me. And one day, one of the guys in there, the pastor of the church, had me read this verse, Ezekiel eleven nineteen, And I realized in that moment, what had happened? That I've been coming, I've been pursuing Jesus, asking, Are you real? Is this real? And God had put His Spirit in me. For each of you who have given your life to Christ, God's Spirit is dwelling in you. And yet, when we read this passage and we experience life, we begin to question Has God really made me new? The answer to that is absolutely, he's put his spirit in you. You were once dead in your trespasses and just flesh, and now you have his spirit. Jesus is talking to Nicodemus and he's telling him this very thing. And John chapter three says, truly, truly, I tell you, no one can enter the kingdom of God unless he is born of water and the spirit. Flesh is born of flesh, but spirit is born of the spirit. Do not be amazed that I tell you, you must be born again. You must be born again. Everyone in this room knows what it's like to hear a young child cry and most of us know or even are experiencing now being with child and giving birth. You know that there's a moment in time when you're in the hospital or wherever you're, you're delivering your child that this young life comes out, is no longer in the womb and begins to make noises. That child is alive, just flesh. No one questions whether or not this is life. You're holding it in your hands. And yet as believers, there's a second birth of receiving God's spirit. Do you know how you know that God's spirit is in you? 1 Corinthians 12, 3. Therefore, I want you to understand that no one speaking in the spirit of God ever says Jesus is accursed. And no one can say Jesus is Lord except in the Holy Spirit. Can you testify that Jesus is the God of your life? Then you have the Holy Spirit. we go from that moment of testifying to this is who Jesus is and what he's done for me. And then we experience life again and again and again. Paul writes in Romans chapter 7, he says, I know that nothing good lives in me that is in my flesh, for I have the desire to do what is good, but I cannot carry it out. For I do not want, for I do not do the good that I want to do. I still eat too many cheeseburgers. Instead, I keep on doing the evil I want to do. When I want to do good, evil is right there with me. For in my inner being, I delight in God's word, but I see another law at work in my body, warring against the law of my mind and holding me captive to the law of sin that dwells within me. What a wretched man I am, who will rescue me from this body of death. Thanks be to God through Jesus Christ our Lord. See what Paul's doing is he's, he's embracing his own weakness and in that he's saying, I still need Jesus. Embracing my past means I'm still going to Jesus and enjoying my present moment means I'm still going to Jesus because that's who I need. He's the one who's rescued me, and it's Him who is here with me to make me new. If God Almighty can set you free from your past, He can certainly set you free from your current circumstance. So instead of trying to navigate life in the current moment, get it all right. You take a break and and let God's grace overwhelm you to enjoy what God has done, putting his spirit in you, saying to yourself, it's going to be okay. If Paul can write, I can't do the things that I want to, I should certainly be able to say that. None of you have heard from this stage. In order for you to participate in the gospel or the coming kingdom of God, you need to get better. You need to get right. You've heard exactly the opposite. God's salvation, his atonement is a free gift for you to experience. Don't just experience it in your past. Experience it right now. Just embrace the past. Enjoy the present moment because God is with you. Third, emphasize the tangible future. If there was one moment in time that I could choose to be alive, it would be when Jesus tears the sky open and his glory comes rushing into all of creation where heaven and earth become one that would be the day how awesome but I don't know when that day is going to come but I know that if I did if I was there what I would do is open up my phone go on Facebook and write first told you so (laughs) The future kingdom of God in that day is something that I genuinely long to see, I long to see that day, but I don't know when it's going to come, but I know what it's going to be like. Isaiah, writing in chapter 25, verse 8 says, God will swallow up death forever. The Lord God will wipe away the tears from every face and remove the disgrace from his people from the whole earth for the Lord has spoken. He says in chapter 35, verse 10, so the redeemed of the Lord will return and enter Zion with singing, crowned with everlasting joy. Gladness and joy will overtake them and sorrow and sighing will flee. Come on. That's, that's the good stuff. That's, I I'd, I'd give up everything that I currently have for that moment to experience that. Come Lord Jesus right now. How often do you feel like reaching for that? Getting rid of everything that's happening in me currently, all the times where I fail, all the times where I fall short, and that glory, that futurist glory, is just too far away. I can't really experience that. Second Corinthians 5, 18 and 20 say, all of this... The redemption from your past, the hope in your current circumstance, is from God, who through Christ reconciled us to himself and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. We are ambassadors. We implore you on behalf of Christ to be reconciled to God. You're an ambassador. Do you know what ambassadors do? Ambassadors welcome people into something. Ambassadors tell people about something that they do not know. Ambassadors are, are lights in dark places. And if you Embrace your past, knowing Jesus as your Savior, longing for a future hope, want to experience that kingdom coming, you can do it through being an ambassador of that kingdom. I knew I was going into ministry, what I wanted to see was uh, God use me in these incredibly spectacular ways where he would start revivals. I wanted to be the next Billy Graham. Just share the gospel with thousands of people and see thousands of people come to him. Most of us are not going to be Billy Graham. But you have relationships that Billy Graham or the likes will never have. You have the opportunity to be the light in someone's life right in front of you you have the opportunity to see God's kingdom take one step forward in your family, in your job, with your coworkers, in the neighborhood in which you live. And that isn't some far flung thing that we hope for. That is achievable now. And that is the evidence of God's kingdom coming is witnessing with your own eyes, God giving life through his spirit in your neighbor or your children. Guys, that's that's where the rubber meets the road. Instead of a revival for the masses, God's going after the one right in front of us. He's given us those relationships so that We can invest in them so that we can be ambassadors to them coming to know him. Instead of looking into the distant future and daydreaming about a day that who knows how far away is, let's focus on the tangible things that are right in front of us. Embrace the past, enjoy God's presence emphasize the tangible future. My hope is that you will leave here being more content with your past, your present, and your future, and that you will let him make all of those temporal spaces new. God is in our past, present, and future. our hope in each one of those time phrases, time time spaces is this simple truth that God is with us. He was with us then, he's with us now, and he will be with us in the future. Take a second. And bow your heads. Person in this room is experiencing life with you in a different way. For some of us, our past is is dragging us down. It's constantly in the forefront of our minds, blinding us to what you are doing. For some of us, instead of being still, and knowing that you are God, we are busy rushing through the day today, trying to, to fix the moment, fix ourselves, present ourselves as good. God, would you help us to lay that down? To let go of the burden of trying to be right before you, before others. God, I pray help us to see your future kingdom coming, to long for that day. And at the same time, put our hands to the plow, bringing about your kingdom one small step at a time, one word at a time, one action at a time towards loving you and loving others. Father, I ask that by your spirit, you would guide us and lead us into all things new, our past, our present, our future, Jesus Christ, amen. We're going to take communion together as a family this morning, just so happens that our our last day of the year is also a fifth Sunday, so I have uh, our team come and distribute the elements, and what's gonna happen is they're gonna walk down the aisles and they're gonna hand you a tray. Would you take the tray and pass it down? I say that for most of us in the room, God has impacted your life. But if you have yet to give your heart to the Lord, if you've yet to depend fully on him for your salvation, I would encourage you to let this pass you by. And instead, would you come see me or a prayer team member to give your life to Jesus? Because this, what we're doing right now, is actually a reminder of something that we have joined him in. Of Christ and the blood of Christ, He's asked us to remember His sacrifice by taking these elements and remembering that He gave up His flesh and shed His blood to make all things new to redeem all of creation. This is the body of Christ. of your sins. Drink, remember him. You gotta stand as we worship Him. If you need prayer, be a prayer team in the back. If you want to give offering receptacles around,
1: well, let's worship Him. Uh, Matt, thanks for your message as well. Um, If you guys want to respond to the Lord um, in prayer, the prayer team is going to be hanging out for a little bit after the service. As always, you can come and find one of us if there's something you want to share or something on your heart, and I always encourage you, uh, if the Lord's moving on your heart, to take hold of that opportunity now to say yes and take action on what the Lord's doing. It's kind of a season for all of us of things coming to an end and things beginning anew. As we head into the new year, our time of reflection as well, coming out of Christmas um, and reflecting on the birth of our Lord. So as we head into this next week, um, uh, the Lord's doing new stuff. He wants to speak to you. He has things he's saying. He sees you. He knows you. And we get to move forward together as the family of God side by side as we pursue the Lord. Uh, A couple things. if you don't know where your next meal's coming from and you're here, uh, we would love to help you out. Come talk with uh, any of the staff and we have something for you and we'd love to help you out. Uh, usually Sunday night is our time of connection together and it still will be, but a little different. As you guys know, we got fireworks tonight. Um, I did wanna make you guys aware of one thing for tonight, which is um, we have, um, this is from Aaron, um, a local organization that had planned to run the parking lot tonight had to back out last minute. So I am looking for another two to four individuals who can stand in the cold for about four hours, direct cars to our super duper parking plan, smile at hundreds of happy people and likely one or two grumpy people. Uh, So if that's you, uh, if you wanna talk to me, come talk to me right after the service, that would be great. Everything else is covered except parking. And it would be great to have help for that. Um, If you guys are looking to connect, uh, want to uh, kind of take next steps, sign-ups, looking for the new year for getting connected, any of that, the info table after the service or uh, Matt or myself would be great. And for the rest of you guys, we don't officially end until 1230, so hang out, help with Tear Down a bit, and God bless you guys as you head into your week.